0: Welcome to the Manology Project Podcast. I am your host, Quentin Crumby, and on this channel, we're going to be discussing what true manhood looks like as we understand our value, our identity, and our purpose as men using godly principles. Now, let's get to it. Yo, 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 welcome back to the Manology Project Podcast, where I'm your host, Quentin and you know what we do here, man. We talk about issues and problems that men have every day that we're afraid to talk to about with anybody. We try to discuss them here. And then we basically try to come up with some solutions to help us be better men, both character in our character and in our faith. Uh, and of course, you know, we tap on those uh, most important parts of our life, right? Relationship, our faith, our health, or our mental health, and, uh, and basically in our finance. So Today, I hope you guys enjoy this show today because I got a newcomer uh, to the entrepreneurial piece of the finance world, but he's been doing it for a minute. uh, And I'm so happy that he was able to share and spend some time with us. And uh, he's become a good friend. And uh, this is Rob, known as the Money QB. uh, And we got him here to kind of take us down uh, just a little path on what we should be investing in uh, in today's market as men. And, and what we should really take our resources and really funnel them in so that we can get the greatest gain or return of investment. So what's going on, Rob?
1: Hey, what's going on, Q? How you doing? Oh,
0: man, I'm doing good, man. Uh, like I said, happy to have you on here, man. Uh, I know you're coming with a, a large wealth of information, man, to help us out, to find out what we need to do with our money. Sure. Uh, listen, man, I got a son that's 17, headed off to college. So I brought you on here and on purpose, <laughs> he graduates next year, uh, this year, rather, he's a senior. And so this, uh, this episode would truly even help, uh, you know, steer me in the right direction, man, uh, with helping him at a young age to get prepared, man. Uh, first, before we even jump into, you know, where we need to invest, why don't you go ahead and just uh, give a little background on who you are, your little, you know, some of your story, you got a good story. So share with the people what you got.
1: So, um, of course, like you said, Robert Bowden, I'm a former athlete. Um, I've been blessed enough. I thought when I was going through my whole process of playing ball that just like a lot of young boys, we think we go do that the rest of our lives. (laughs) Right. I had a pretty good run at it. I went to Penn State two years played there. Went to LSU two years played there. Had a little small run with the NFL, um, and from there that was it the cleats were hung up and it was time to face the world so um from that i was blessed enough to make a lot of relationships when i was at penn state when i was at lsu i was there um i graduated 2010 so when i got to lsu some of the names that you hear today are my roommates like odell Beck, Jarvis landry like all of these guys were What's up? with me so i got to kick it with them learn from them um and just understand you know what type of people it was that i was dealing with whether i was on the field or not so a lot of those relationships um helped me out just because as i grew and i learned more about myself i could look back and have those relationships to fall back on so after uh after graduating i spent about a year and a half maybe two years figuring out what was next everybody goes through this transition period when you're done with with ball, it's like okay, it's one hundred ten thousand people in the stands. Everybody's saying, "What? Got to check into work and somebody telling you what to do, right?" Right. So for that, it was uh that was a tough time for me. I barely wanted to watch the sport at all. I didn't watch any football. Um, I was just trying to find out who Rob is, number one, and what was next for Rob. Uh, so during that period, I had a few odd jobs, um, here and there. Nothing that really resonated. And after maybe six months, I got introduced to the financial services industry. Um, Mm -hmm. I met a guy my dad had known for a while. He trusted him. And I pretty much picked his brain to learn everything that I could. Um, Growing up, I wasn't super money savvy, but I had a dad who was military structured. He was very good with his money. He was good in business. I paid close attention to him. And my mom was way more, like, lax and she... care of the house but she wasn't like into business or everything so i had two they weren't together i had two um really distinct identities on how to like manage this whole process and i paid a lot so um i got good with it i started you know making money and managing my own money Um, i'm starting to get licensed now i started with just a life insurance license and um people just started kind of taking to it. They seemed that I was good with it. People started asking questions. I didn't have the answers. I go to my mentor. <laughs> I start studying. I'm just naturally curious, right? I'm always right. looking to up my game and learn more and invest more and all that kind of stuff. So over time, I end up getting more licensing, more education, more information, um, all the way to the point where uh, the firm that I was working at uh, I've been fully licensed and helping people out for five years. Okay. to the point to where it, it became this, this battle between us because, like I said, I'm naturally curious and I just want to add value to the people who I work with. Mm-hmm. So the people who I work with are young. They're business owners. They're families. They're just getting started. They don't have 500 Gs to invest today. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> was in, I couldn't really give education without like hurting my pockets. There was no real medium there. Um, right. So over time I dealt with it for a while. Um everything where I was was just product based. You get paid off the insurance, you get paid off the investment, commissions, um, advances, all of these type things. It just didn't make sense for the model of the service that I needed to give to the people who I would serve. So um with this back and forth me and the company are going and I'm like, okay, I want to put together a curriculum. I want to get back to uh, Q got a son who about to graduate high school. I was there before. I know what he needs. Right. Right. I I want to do it this way. And I put it all together and they basically were like, Nope, you can't do it. You can't be the money QB. You need to take his. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're we not about to do it this way. Um, So eventually uh, because of this battle, it got to a point they basically gave me an ultimatum that was like, Rob, you can stay, you cut everything that you want to do and just do it our way, pretty much fall in line and we'll be good or you can leave. And I left and it's, it's ironic because God always works in like very, very distinct ways. Right. In the course of my five years, people have been telling me, Rob, you should think about opening your own, uh, your own firm. You should think about doing it this way. Don't? And I always shut it down because I was comfortable Yeah. Got to a point after five years, I literally pulled the rug under me. Right. You go had to go, bro. Um, And it was in a form of them literally telling me that I had to leave uh, if I wasn't willing to sacrifice the money. QB. So I took the leak um, naturally because I'm teaching people to be good with their money. I was good with mine. I had saved a nice emergency fund and savings and everything like that to cover myself. Um, with this change, I would be out of income for four or five months. So I needed to sign myself to pay the bills and do everything I needed to do. Right. No idea what opening a firm would look like. I thought it would took me like two weeks, but it took me like three months. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, that's a, it's a pretty quick turnaround for the rest of the world. Michigan is like one of the fastest places, but um, we got everything set up, um, fully functional and operating right now and got everything rolling. So it's just been a a journey of learning really. And just being, uh, humble about it all. Cause you know, sometimes you're comfortable and you don't want to make moves. And like I said, God got a a way of doing things that sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it does not, but just taking that leap ultimately will show God that you're ready to, you know, get going what you need to do.
0: Yeah. Um, I like, I like how you said, it's like that battle. Um, and a lot of companies try to do that you know what i'm saying um especially the financial you know real estates it's something that you can actually do on your own man they try to pigeonhole you so they try to put you in a box or in a corner and because you are making money from them and you and that sustainability is there then they basically you know try to look at you and be like you know are are you willing to really go out here and try to you know make this on your own when basically we are footing your bill. Uh, and I said that because I want to roll back to the first thing you said, uh, which was the most important, which is the sustainable income that was put in place, uh, from the saving and being able to walk out and to be able to do this, uh, let's stay right there for two seconds. So a lot of people, including myself, um, um, want to jump out and start their own business. Uh it's a huge push for entrepreneurship, right? Uh but not at the risk of of uh of being homeless. Uh and this is the crazy part is that there's a, a huge amount of people that actually do it. You know, they they fly out to New York and LA to chase after this acting career and these people will be homeless forever, right? Yeah. Just so they can get this break. Uh but talk a little bit about the discipline uh, from save for saving before the whole, I'm a need to use it f- to to actually sustain myself to start this business. You know, kind of take us through that 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 the the discipline that you needed to uh, to have to do that.
1: Hundred percent. And uh, this is a story I feel like everybody needs to hear, and everybody should know. There's this is even way back then to now. The motto has been this favor and faithfulness. Right. Right. So, were are able to show up for yourself every day, to develop the discipline, put money to the side. I had started in 2016 by like opening an account, just invest in a small amount. Don't take a whole lot. I started with, uh, I think I started with 150 bucks. Um, that next year, I took it up. I was at 300. The next month, I took it up. Then I just kept going because I kept seeing how exactly it could benefit myself as well as other people. So that muscle is just like any one, any other muscle. If you go to the gym and you mm-hmm. have a workout, you probably not go see results in day one, right? You keep showing up the next month. Maybe you see a little ab or something, <laughs> <laughs> right? You see a little bit of a, a more, uh, more of a bicep. You just right. keep, and the results will show in in way of fruit, right? So for me, just getting started, I just knew. especially just from the example of having my pops and him investing and doing business and everything i just knew i didn't know what this money was for at the time but i knew i should and ultimately end up saving me because i knew i was in the industry i was learning it for myself i knew Mm -hmm. i had emergency fund i had a long-term savings i had different objectives for every single account that i was putting into Mm -hmm. and they would be funded um so by the time i left when they pulled the rug under me, I, I I was good. I didn't have to panic because I was at peace because I did everything that I needed to do. So, especially in our finances, it's just great to be proactive about it all. We know COVID is going to happen again in some other type of variation, right? The housing right. crash of 2008 comes back around at some point in the future. If you look. History and look at how things have gone, it will give you clues to how things will go in the future. Right. Exact duplication of it, but it'll give you enough information to know how you should move. Right. So I knew I would listen to my dad. He told me, man, back in 2008, I was stubborn. I didn't want to buy those houses. And now they're sitting there for 500 grand when I got it. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) right. (laughs) Let me make sure that I got a reserve. Right. People. Back then when OA happened, some people were struggling because they weren't proactive. And then there were other people who were proactive who could take advantage and profit. So I just be on that side. Um so over that time, like I said, I just started with just a simple checking and saving. I made sure I was disciplined with that, keeping my numbers in line, making sure I was contributing to something that was uh that was uh, actually growing and then once that was set up i knew it was time to go ahead and invest and put something more aggressive that can grow aggressively i opened up my investment accounts with the um place that i was working at the time i had a 401k they were matching um, yeah that because i knew no it's a match it's free money it's I, I, free money
0: I'm
1: literally free so yep. advantage of it. Uh, so over the course of that five years or whatever it was that i was working there i just was literally taking advantage of all of these different things Developing of discipline to understand how everything works foundationally, like on a 101 level, because if you don't understand the foundation or you don't understand the basics, then you can't just jump to a 500 level course. It don't work that way. Right. So After the basic one on one level, then I graduated and I took it to one oh two. I took it to one oh three. And right. then just by looking more so long term, I'd be able to take advantage of short time, short term opportunities. So a short-term opportunity presented itself to open my own firm. I had the cash to be able to fund it um, even more so because I have faith. I didn't have to use a lot of my own money because God just gave me right. <laughs> that money that I needed for that particular time. So yeah. um, like I said, man, it goes back to that foundation. Just be faithful. God will find you in that faithfulness and give you the favor that you need to take to do everything that you need to do really.
0: Yeah. So basically with the, um, um, because it's talking about, I'll talk about my son. Uh, but, uh, he's been working at Culver's for a little bit, a year and a half or so. Right. Um, and I took that, I do, of course, my own self that way. So that's, that's the approach me and my wife uh, have taken with being disciplined with saving. Uh, but I'm just going back with a younger generation. So it's like, you know, dad's out there that's got young sons. And it's like, man, how do I get this boy to understand money? How do I get him to understand saving? Um, when my son got, get, got, was able to get paid every two weeks, I did just what you said. So I just told him, I said, listen, you know, since we're Christians, you know, we give tithes and offerings. So that's 10% to God automatically. And then 10% to your future fund. Um, and so I told him basically 20% is cut off the top of your pay every check. And you basically got 80% of your money to do what you want to do with it. Uh, and it was funny because we started day one, right? First paycheck, 20% off the top. And he never, he, the 80% looked like it was 100% because that's all he had to use. You know what I'm saying? So I'm actually just saying that what you're saying is 100% right. And it's not about the large amount, you know, because, you know, when you become an adult, man, and then you hear somebody like you, the money man, it's like you got to save money, you're saving, you're thinking, Man, I got to try to put 500 a month away. I have to do this.
1: Never that.
0: <laughs> it, listen, my son has a nice amount of money in his savings account, and this dude was only putting, you know, he works at Culver's, man. So we're talking 10% of just being diligent over just the 10% of whatever that check could be, 50 75 bucks. and it fluctuated. So it wasn't even the consistency was the 10%, right? But he, he, he put it in there every month, and now he looks at it, Cause he plays basketball. Mm-hmm. So it was stretches where he was working maybe one day or couldn't work because he's a student athlete um, playing AAU and stuff. But it was funny because when his bank account would go down, he would be like, man, dad, I ain't got, no, I don't have no money. And I was like, well, that's not true.
1: Right. You got a whole reserve over here. That you you have to- a
0: whole reserve, but I'm going to tell you what the discipline did for the first six months of him working and then building that reserve is that then it was like, well, I don't really want to blow this reserve just because Right. so now the 80%, now he wants to manage that even better because now it's like, I don't want to be just dipping. Look,
1: he done caught the bug.
0: He caught the book. Bu- listen, and I want and I'm talking to the fathers. I'm like, listen, man, maybe we as dads, we didn't do it the right way up front, man. But you know, thank God, man, there's people put in place like, you know, like Rob hit a money quarterback to help us with our sons and our daughters to be able to put them on the right track. Um, and to be able to save that small amount uh every time. So dip, dive into the 401. Um, because I have a 401, I know it's a low risk, and then you can also go high risk with 401s. Can you talk about the two different the differences between the low risk? My wife is a low risk, <laughs> she, she likes low risk. She's like, I don't want you just to like, get my money out there and I don't have it. So uh, but then there's also a way in the 401 that there where there's an ability to go into a more of a high risk and to, you know, to, I would say gamble a little bit for a better term. But uh, kind of talk about the two separate, dif- you know, the differences between those two.
1: Yeah. So I, I think this is a great question because a lot of people get it a little bit confused. Right. Mm-hmm. 401k. Typically, you don't have a whole lot of options. Right do like different types of investments and everything like that. So you may have a book of 20 different or 20 separate things that you can actually invest in. And that's just it. Um, by being in a 401k typically your expenses and everything, they may be a little bit low just because it is a employer plan. Maybe the expense ratios are a little bit lower than if you were to go buy that fund on your, on your own. Okay. But when it comes to risk, a lot of people, like the best example I can give you is that just in my first few months of being open I work with a lot of business owners and business owners like to hoard money they <laughs> right. put all of their money in a bank account just because it's safe but right. always this skill of safety and actually growing your assets right, right. You are, I have a couple thousand maybe 15 years from retirement or something like that. You can't keep this money in the bank. Number one, because there's inflation okay. just 2020 and 2021, the cost of living has gone up 5%. If you're not getting that, you're losing money <laughs> and your bank account is 0.05% interest, which is basically peanuts when they're giving loans and stuff, getting back 12 and 20. Um, right. The third amount. So, you have to understand that even if you have 50 grand, 100 grand, 300 grand, I don't care what the number is, it's all about your cash flow, number one, and actually allocating everything in a way in which it's going to be beneficial for you. So just as an example, if you got 100 grand and you're 10 years from retirement, mm-hmm. you understand that 100 grand probably isn't going to last you all the way through your retirement. So you need to have a little bit of risk, right? That doesn't doesn't mean that you got to throw everything out there and just be like, gun ho, on, I'm super aggressive. <laughs> right. it, that particular portfolio needs to be adjusted to actually hit the goals that you want to hit. So, right. where people get confused is that we like the ability to go in and see that we've put something in and that it's either still the same or a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> right because most people don't want to lose anything
0: right you don't
1: fine if you tell me in a year that yeah i want to get i want i want 20 returns and i want like great returns but i don't want to lose anything you got <laughs> and that's not we can't that's not how it works <laughs> right like, high risk high reward that's just what it is right okay risk in 10 years yes you could take way much more risk because you understand that the market is up and down, but always in an upward trend in right. years. If one year and two years are like terrible, you lose 30%. That's a great opportunity for you to buy more at a cheaper price because right. you're going to, your portfolio will reflect that. It's just not going to be in that one in two years. Right. But once it's explained and it's mostly just a, a education thing, right? Because, right. They just see that I have this amount of money. If I lose it, I'm mad. If I have this amount of money and it grows, I'm happy. Right. Like, it's you like know, if you keep going, <laughs> keep doing all this stuff, right? right. Like, understand it, and you actually like know that, hey, even though I'm taking a loss right now, it's okay because I don't need it for right now. Right. It's my goals for the long term. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to do for the long term. So. Just to be able to break that down, um, the systems that we use, you can see like it's no guessing, it's no like uh, I don't know what if. Like everything is very very practical. We put you in the system. We show you how much you need to be putting away. We show you what the risk is going to look like. We we'll make it all plain for you. Mm -hmm. It takes the the if out.
0: Right, that guessing game.
1: (laughs) That game, like this, is what we need to do this is what I need for you to do to actually hit the goals that you're telling me. And if we don't do it, this is the repercussion. So right you want to be conservative. That's cool. But you can't say that, Hey, I didn't know that because I was so conservative, I'm not going to have enough money in retirement. Yeah, right. You'll have all those questions answered just by doing a financial plan and putting all of that type of stuff together for you.
0: Right. Now we all, uh, we're gonna stay. This is a good flow right here. But I do have one question on retirement. So when you do retirement, so like, uh, so that monthly amount that you want to pay yourself every month, um, so whatever you're making, say while you're working, you know, say you, you know you make a two hundred thousand a year, uh, and so you making all this money. So, but when you go to retire though, you basically want to live like what at half of that?
1: Yeah. So it depends on whatever your lifestyle is, because right. that most times people just say oh i need a million dollars in retirement well that's not necessarily true because right. <laughs> lifestyle that you got six thousand dollars in expenses every month right. you, you need like three four <laughs> right
0: right that's why i'm asking yeah. yeah
1: so you you definitely have to and i think that's why planning is so important because like yeah. i said it, it makes it black and white if you yeah. want this type of lifestyle, let's just dream a little bit. Sit back, close our eyes and say, all right, 30 years from now, I want that house on the lake. I want to buy a boat. I want to do all this stuff. That's cool. There's nothing wrong with dreaming. There's nothing wrong with how you want your life to look a little bit later. That's that's perfectly fine, but understand right. there's some work that comes behind it. We go have right. plan together where instead of 5% of putting it to your 401k, it might be 15. And if you Really want that goal, this is what you're gonna to have to do to get it. So yeah. and everybody's different, right? I can't yeah. tell you. like some person who saying six thousand dollars, they want to live a lifestyle. Another person is way more conservative. Like, I just want to make sure my kids are good. That's cool. It's all about the individual, whatever right. you whatever your goals are, whatever you want your life to look like, it's possible, but there's a method to the madness to actually make all of those things attainable.
0: Man, dude. Hey, I'm glad I got you here, man. I, I've been, uh, <laughs> I literally been going through our, my own personal stuff. And, uh, and it's so funny that you, all this stuff you're talking about, I'm over here writing it down. Cause I'm like putting a check by it. Cause I'm like, man, I just did that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like I said, I'm not really, I'm not super savvy. Uh, I I am a guy that like to learn. And, 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 and if you're going to be talking to people, you have to have some credibility around being a reader, you know, somebody who actually advances themselves in reading. Uh. But I just did that. Well, not just uh, seven years ago. I did that with um, with me and my wife's four hundred one k. So they do match a certain amount. Um, and I know what we want to do when we retire. Uh, I know that my wife wants to retire at fifty five and then become a professor. So I know that basically, well,
1: uh, I- huh? It might be a change in cash flow. How's everything going to
0: look now? And right, and so that's my thing. Is so, I'm I'm looking at her, and I'm like, okay, so you know, to be a professor, you know, what is the starting pay? What are you looking? Are you doing it for the money? Or are you doing it for the love of science? Uh, because she wants to teach some type of science class and or health class. Uh, and if you're doing it for that love, then the, the paycheck is not going to be a big deal. So that means that I need to be even more smart about what you're going to retire with because whatever you bring in, you really don't care. You just, you really want to just kind of give back to, you know, the school system or, or, the, um, or students. Uh, but I literally raised both of ours. Uh, they match her to a certain percent. So I went up 5% more on her. So they match 10, 10%, say 10%. And then I took it to 15%. So that extra 5% is literally like a savings of what we do. And then I did the exact same thing to mine. So whatever the art, my, my match was, and I just went up five more percent, uh, so that it, the calculation would run to where we could almost get what we make. And then we both decided that, you know, we pay the house off, re refinance the house to pay it off earlier and all the good stuff. So then we can literally live at a half of what we bring in now you know so if whatever we make now and we live like this basically because we have two kids right and private schools and all of this stuff when you take all that stuff away like my son is uh just he's been accepted down at tennessee state university um so he starts there in the fall basically this dude has got academic scholarship money coming so by the grace of God, it covers it all. So far it's heading in the right direction. So that'll be a great win because whatever we had, you know what I'm saying? So it'll start offsetting. So whatever college money we have, you get a full ride, dude, that offsets and continues to keep offset. My daughter is trending to be in the same exact same boat, um, because of the way my wife manages their education, uh, part of their life. Um, uh, but the 401k was just a great idea for people and i hope you guys out there are listening man you can take your 401k if you want to be conservative and you can still increase it by maybe adding that 5% uh to whatever you know the match price is um from your company and still kind of gain a little bit more on that saving piece and i think it's so funny you say that people <laughs> they want to see what they have either stay the same or they kind of go up a little bit but basically <laughs> nobody
1: they're like, yeah, I made two dollars. I don't made two
0: dollars. <laughs> and it's like a crazy thing on you know, on that whole thing. Uh, let me see what time. Okay, we got a little bit more time here. All right, let's go. So we got savings. I hope everybody's keeping up with us, man. We're moving quick, but uh the QB talked about the money man talked about the savings. Uh, that's our foundation, that's where we grain our discipline. Uh, that's where we actually get our knowledge, what we, what we really want to do. We can do all that by doing our savings and our checking, managing, budgeting. Move on to our 401k, low risk, high risk, how actually we want to save from that. Uh, and that depends upon our retirement and how we want to live afterwards. And then the third one is the big one. So we got the stocks out there, man. This, it, it, People are going crazy. We got the cryptos. We got... The doggy coin a dodge coin or whatever it's called so we got all of these things out here, man and i got i got partners man on every side of me just like i i'm not a stock guy uh as of as of today i'm not a stock guy um i'm a conservative guy um i i know that i want to retire by 55 i'm 46 uh so i'm gonna have to go high risk going into this next year so you're perfect to come into my in the play because basically I want to learn more about, I'm, I've already been conservative. We look good there, right. but I do want to take a little bit and get in the game of stocks, a little high risk uh, and kind of play the long game over these next, you know, 10 years, uh, if God's willing uh, to really, you know, get a good punch. So tuck us down some of the stocks. I know we can't go in all of it. Cause that's a big, you know, that's a big monster, but just kind of give us, you know, just a, a general understanding and we'll have you come back and get deeper, but just kind of give us a general understanding of how we should look at the stock and what is, you know, what, how we should view it, understand it. And then how much education do we need to get on actually uh, investing in stock? Go ahead.
1: For sure. So uh, stocks are a totally different monster in themselves. Um, so for a lot of people investing in itself, number one, can be scary because there are so many different options. Right. about IRAs, you're talking about brokerage accounts, you're talking about, especially today, with the right. all of these gurus all online and doing all this kind of stuff, it's, it can get confusing. So if you're talking about individual stocks, first of all, the average person who works every day, who owns a business, who has children, they don't have a lot of time to actually no. and look at the trends, look at what's happening with specific companies, look at the intricate details of why you're actually buying this right So inherently they just take their circles advice as bought dog coin and made 10 grand and he tells you to do it where number one your risk profile doesn't fit his (laughs) (laughs) right foundational stuff but they call it FOMO. It's the fear of missing out. John has made this money. I want to make money, too. I'm going to invest. And you lose everything.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. That's my fear. I don't want to lose everything. Dude.
1: Oh, The the game is start at the foundation. If I'm thinking long term, mm-hmm. I have my long term together. There will be money available to do things that are a little bit more risky because I don't care oh, about that's good. Right? So if I'm thinking yep. opportunity comes where I just need $500 and that $500 doesn't hurt me at all, I'm going to invest the $500 because I could probably get 20% or lose 10. I don't care about the 10. Whatever. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah. It, it's a method to the madness, right?
0: Yeah,
1: yep. if You're going to be doing that. Number one, understand that you need to do your own research. Not your friends, yeah. not your family, not anybody else, but you. You need to look down understand why you're investing in this company and why you're doing the things that you're doing um you can do that and individual stocks are inherently way more risky than anything else because it's like your mom told you when you were young don't put all your eggs in one basket basket, yeah put everything into apple and that's your only your only investment if apple falls or closes or whatever all of your money is going to go (laughs) (laughs) right there's no way um in turn you can invest in individual stocks but in a different way which will give you way more diversification which will give you a lot more leverage to buy more companies at a lower price mm-hmm. for example um the s p 500 for those who don't know is an index that tracks the 500 biggest companies that the u.s has to offer so this includes google microsoft facebook apple tesla um, all of those major stocks that you buy from on an everyday basis, pretty much, um, a, a iPad and an Apple computer and all that stuff, they're the companies that are majorly recognized. The S&P 500, since its inception, has averaged about 10%. So meaning, instead of buying an individual stock of Apple, which would cost me probably a couple hundred bucks, I could go find an index that tracks the S&P 500, that has all of these companies and it probably would cost me a hundred bucks rather than 250 to invest in Apple. I don't know what Apple stock price is. Don't quote me on that. So you could have all of these companies for a much lower price as well as the expenses to invest in these companies are going to be much lower if you do it through this index in comparison to like a mutual fund or something like that. So that's the key where people don't understand, like you don't have to go straight to the companies. If you want, a specific sector, like I want to invest in technology. There are indexes that track technology stocks
0: specific. I didn't know that. <laughs> that just that's a good one for me, bro.
1: <laughs> there are indexes that track like healthcare. There are indexes that track whatever sector or whatever industry that you like or that you want to get into, they have them for all of those different things. And it'll allow you access for, like I said, a cheaper price and as well as it's diversified. So because I'm invested in an ECF or an index, I'm invested in probably 150 different companies. If Apple at yeah. I'm okay because yeah. 200 other ones that are still doing well, right? Yeah. So that takes my risk tolerance way lower and allows for me to still get the gains.
0: Right. <laughs> In- how much do you have? I don't mean to cut you off, but I I don't I want people to be able to understand. So, how much do you actually need to put into an index? Does it really matter? Can you, you know, is it a certain amount you want to play with to get in there to do this?
1: Yeah. So, depending on who you go through. So, for my firm, we partner with Charles Schwab. That's who I do all of my trading for for all of my clients. If you were to get into an index that tracked the S and P 500, it would cost you. I don't know exactly but no more than 200 bucks nothing in my portfolio cost me any more than 200 probably okay. one um so it's very very cost effective That's right one, pretty different mutual funds are usually a little bit more expensive yeah more of a commission up front depending on who you go through yeah yes it's, it's just not that your expense ratio is going to be much lower means that you get better returns because more money is in your pocket yeah. um split your portfolio up i want foreign stocks i want technology stocks i want international stocks i want whatever even bonds all the way down to that the portfolio is exactly matched for exactly what it needs to be and you don't have to worry about oh my god checking my portfolio every day i'm scared that this company is about to crash i don't want to live with that type of anxiety
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i know i don't either and i'm and i'm asking because of my two kids so um I know that they're too young to actually have it themselves. Uh, but as a parent, could I open up one for them?
1: Yes, absolutely. They Would have it to have
0: to be in my name or can I use it in their name?
1: Depending on how old they are. If they're oh. 18, how old is he?
0: Uh, Quinn is 17. So he'll be 18 in April.
1: So as soon as he's 18, they can take hold of it. But even before then you can open up a brokerage account as a custodian and uh, as soon as he does it. So, even with like i got a little sister i opened up a 529 three four years ago for her uh for college savings Um, and i could put into it my family could put into it like anybody could put into it and they got different accounts if you don't want it to be specifically for a school you can open up with ugma all of these different things that can be business or if they want to just buy a car or do whatever they want to do um there's variety and variation variations to all of it but you okay. just and check your foundation why am i doing this what's the goal and okay. how it make sense for me and my family to move forward that's good yeah uh
0: and i just mentioned that everybody who's watching dads i put it on a dads man because it's our job to make sure we leave these legacies for our uh for our families man and our kids and stuff um so i just want to make sure that we're just staying very diligent and. Uh, and vigilant on making sure that we have things in place. Uh, not just you guys, but me as well. Like I said, I'm being educated. Uh, the index is a—I uh, I knew about it, but I really didn't understand exactly what was the purpose or how it actually worked. It actually makes a lot, a lot of sense. Even though I know you gave me just a brush over, but from what I know and what you just told me, it makes sense. And it, that's probably the easiest way to to give your kids um, a, a piece of the pie without having to drain yourself on following stocks and mutual fund, all this stuff, you just drop it in there, man, and let it go to work. Um, And then, so you could put money into it as well. Like, can you, like, if you start off with 200 bucks, you could add more money to it, or do you just let it sit there and just make money?
1: Whatever your frequency is. If you want to do just kind of randomly, whenever you get some people tax time, they got five grand to drop into it. You could do that. Yeah. OK. Do it every two weeks, every month, however, whatever frequency you want to do. it. That's fine. But it just matters to develop that habit or that month.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. OK, so that makes a lot of sense. And um, I like that. Oh, touch a little bit because um, I got one more thing uh, we got. All right. Talk a little bit about the IRA. Um before we jump into the last one, um, which is gonna be life insurance. Uh, but the IRA, uh, Roth IRA, something else, IRS, always these IRA. I hear people always yelling out IRAs. Give us a, a a quickie on the IRA so we can understand. You know, I just heard that the Roth IRA was one of the best better ones to put it in. You tell me yes or no <laughs> on yeah. that.
1: Again, it's just really based on what your goals are. Um okay. for- Getting started, is going to be a gold mine, and that's only because of taxes. For me, I know that I'm going to make a lot more money in the future than I do today, right? So for a Roth IRA, as long as you have the account established for five years, you pay zero taxes when you hit retirement age. When you get ready to take that money out, you pay no tax, and I'll be at a much higher tax bracket at that point. So it's valuable to me to have this account because I can max it out for $6,000 a year. That's 500 bucks a month. Even if it's not 500 bucks, I just right. 550 50, whatever it is. This is the account that I started when I first started, and I was putting $100 into it. That account probably has gotten up to probably 50 grand easily just from starting. At yeah. That. So Roth IRAs are a gold mine um, because of the taxes, and you can even use it if you want to buy or uh, are looking to buy a house or put a down payment on a home. You can use it for that. It's a lot more flexible than the other types of IRAs just because. OK. You know, they work the same by way of the risk. You can be conservative. You could be a little bit more aggressive. But by way of taxes, if you've had it for five years, once you hit that retirement age, 59 and a half, you're good to go. As well as because it's taxed like right away, whatever you contribute, you can also take out. I would advise against this because if it's not in there, it's not working for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's fine. Oh hey, if I have a situation, I'm not gonna be taxed or penalized if I actually need to take money out.
0: Man, dude, this is this is what we- just a wealth of information right here, man. All right, man, and then on our last thing we want to talk about, uh, it's just life insurance term. You know, non. Take us through that, man. Give us a little overall. I know, hey everybody, I know this is a lot to take in, man. I promise you. And I'm gonna have him back as many times as his time allows him to come back to break these down, th- uh, break them all down individually, so we can spend time to get even more educated on it. So, uh, but yeah, uh, life insurance, man, give us, give us what what's a good direction to go. I would love. I got a couple of policies uh, on me um, because if anything happened to me, I want the family and you know my stuff to be taken care of. Uh, but just give us what is the best way to go. Term is it good to go with a ten year? Term or whatever, you know,
1: yes, insurance is very foundational as well. Um, only because it allows you to still our end goal is to be able to take care of our family, have assets that we have to be able to do that. But it's middle period where I'm just starting and I don't have that money today, right? Right, right. It takes that portion of you and getting to that goal and basically offsets it if something happens to you we'll have this in place so that we can basically skip this middleman <laughs> right get to it so right. is the people who are actually getting this benefit and i had this conversation with my dad because he understands that it's not about the money if i don't understand money as a tool to right. do what we need to do to build a generation it's right. just a lottery 70 percent of the people go broke right Why? It's because if I'm not good with ten dollars, I'm not good with a thousand, I'm not good with a million. Right. So we need to understand that all right, if even if you got a policy in place, you need to sit down with your family and make sure that everybody knows what's about to happen with this cash. If something happens to you, what's the plan? Right. And that is 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 absolutely beautiful because I know and my pops my pops has the assurance in me to know something to Rob good. You know exactly what to do. You know exactly what where to go, who to talk to, and he gonna be straight. He gonna be good. So I'll entrust him with more <laughs> because he can handle the little things, right? Right. You gotta have something though. I don't care. Term, cash back, whatever. There are levels to it and right. routes that you should go, but get something because right even if you got the house, the car, the this, the that, if you're married and y'all don't get that in place. Something happened to you that you don't have the insurance. All of that stuff is great because it was being paid for because you had the income. But the income's gone now as well as How are you going to replace that income? Right. What insurance is for? So I would say eight to ten times whatever your annual income is, is the policy that you should have. And typically in term, they'll get you a term. It's going to be super cheap, typically, or cheaper than the alternatives. But get that. Get it in place. Get you a nice term as long as you possibly can, just so you can lock in that price. Yeah, good to go. And if something were to happen, make sure that the people who are money know what the what the steps will be. To do it.
0: Man, dude, listen. All I gotta say is this was even way better than what I even thought, dude. This is some good, eight great, 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 great information. Uh, And before we close, I'm just going to walk back through this. So we have our foundation, which is our savings, uh, being able to understand and grow uh, our assets uh, just by using our foundation and and just the bottom line, which is learning how to actually work and understand that savings and how it can benefit us. Then we can move right on into our 401k where we can actually get a better understanding on diversifying our portfolio. Uh, then the high risk, the low risk on that. Uh, then we want to be able to work with our stocks. Uh, that is something that you you're really going to have to come back and take us through because it was so many different things on the stocks, uh, whether we're doing, you know, the mutual funds, the brokerage accounts, the uh, the Roth IRAs. So uh, we definitely need a, to, a breakout session to be able to get that in place. Uh, and then last but not least, in the life policy, I think that every man should have a life policy out. That has a family. uh, Whether you're married with, you know, a wife with kids, or if you have kids in your life, uh, if you got brothers and sisters, somebody's got to take care of whatever you leave on this earth, and should be able to be able to do it with ease. Um, And then so many of our people, we don't we don't play the life policy game. Uh, We're probably some of the biggest people that always got to go out and put together a GoFundMe page to get uh, just a burial done, right? And and we're talking ten grand. 15 grand to get a barrel done. And that's on the high end, uh, typically around six grand on the low end. Uh, but we have to put together to get this money at the last minute. And so this platform was basically put together so that we can educate ourselves so that we are ready for not only for the present for what we're in, but also for the future and even past when we leave this earth for our families. So uh once again, Rob, dude, I appreciate your time. I know it's a Sunday, man, and uh I definitely thank you for coming on and sharing the wealth of wisdom that you had. Um, Let everybody know how they can get at you. We're also going to post it all in and all in this in the um, down in the comment section. So you guys can reach out if you need to set up a um, a, uh, a consultation with them just to get some more information. But right now, just go ahead, just tell them how they can get at you
1: indeed so um, on typically all my platforms i'm just rob rob bolden um, it's b o the number one instead of a l d e n um am typically on instagram and facebook most um, so you can find me there my website is just themoneyqb.com um on there you'll see a slew of information and things that we do to just help educate um, i wrote an ebook that is out there as a foundational tool for it'll be good for like your son Somebody getting started who just needs like the foundation principles to get themselves going, um, and I wrote it that way intentionally because it starts from just the basics all the way up into actually investing and putting the whole plan, the whole game plan together. Right mm-hmm. um, so on the site, if you have other or additional questions, you can book. I call it a huddle up. Everything is in football terms, um, but we could just sit down and kind of hash out whatever questions you have, whatever goals you want to get to. Um, we could do all of those things, and I'm making it. Very accessible because like even what you're talking about, the 401ks, most people don't even open their accounts. My firm is about to be able to actually manage those accounts for clients to be oh, able to get into them and do the trades for them. So they don't have to worry um, because a lot of people are paying way more expenses than they should. So that's a way to keep more money in your pocket, get you an advisor. Um, and typically, those accounts are held away. Uh, most people can't touch them or actually educate people for them. But we found a platform that we we'd be able to do that for. So I'm excited about that. Got a ton of value, ton of information that I I could just go all day on. But I won't do that. Check out my my uh, my page on IG. Like I said, Rob Rob Bowden, and um, let me know however I can help. I'm willing.
0: Sweet deal, man. Listen, man. Like I said, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, hey, listen, everybody out there. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode. Uh, like I said, I'm going to put all uh, Mr. Rob's information in the comment section so that you guys can reach out uh, whether you want to uh, pick up that book um, to be able to provide for yourself or either your child or your, or your son or your daughter. Uh, or if you just want a little small consultation or getting a better understanding on uh, uh, one of the four or five things that we talked about today, uh, I think it will be a great idea. So, uh, hey, I had a great time, man. I appreciate it. And uh, we're out of here, man. Peace out.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Yep.